Yo, we are back and low-key just in time for qualifying in Suzuka, Japan, but episode 40, Lockup Podcast. Uh, actually, we were supposed to record yesterday, but it kind of just seemingly worked out today that we're recording because big news, big news today. Let's just kick that right, right off with that because that's the most recent stuff that came out. Hit me with it. We got Nick DeFries signing to Alphatari for at least a year, and we have Pierre Gasly taking that Alpine seat, now making Alpine a completely French team. You have a French oh, team. Oh, wee wee. Oh, oh, wee wee. You have a completely French team. You have two complete French drivers. Like, I mean, brand for the brand, it, it's probably the best thing you can do. I feel like they can't even be mad anymore about how things worked out for them because now they're just fully French. I was, I want to say, I don't know what the thing is. Like we got red blooded Americans, but what do you got for the French? I don't know. I don't, I don't even, Baguette, I don't even... carrying Frenchies, my croissant, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> that's kind of sick. I, I'm excited for it. No, the, that's super sick because one, it's a, it, like like we said, it's like it's like Ferrari having an all Italian team or the French having an all French team or, I mean, like I, I guess Mercedes has, has a completely British driver, but Mercedes is German, right? They're German, yes. Yeah, so it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like uh, Schumacher and Vettel on the same team. So like that that would that would be super sick. But so I guess I guess let's see what what was the you got rumor? Haas? They don't even know what what they are. They they're an American team with the German team principal, and they had a Russian sponsor at one point, and they got a freaking Italian car. Yeah, it's definitely weird vibes over there at the Amer America's F one team, uh, <laughs> as as their Twitter bio says. Like yeah. it, it's weird it's vibes. A, it's there, a little but... bit confusing. <laughs> Let's talk about this though. Since uh, we got the Alphatari seat locked down, we got Alpine seat locked down. There's only two seats left on the grid open, and that's Haas, and yeah. that's really very yeah. coveted seats, you might say. Uh, some could say <laughs> <laughs> that was uh sarcasm, dude. That, gentlemen, that but. that's but that's how unexcited. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. Uh, when we started the season and even in the middle of the season we we were super team Haas you know you have like you Gunther I Steiner say, the rock star go ahead I'm still team Haas I'm still team Haas but man I am too Mitty. it's just so underwhelming bro like even if they re-sign Mick cool awesome like you, you got Magnuson you got Mick or whatever you know well who 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 are they actually talking to now? What what was it? Hulkenberg was the lead one. Mix consideration. Giovinazzi was somehow in consideration. I don't I don't know how. You gotta but, assume Danny Rick's in the mix. I mean, yeah, but e- even with Haas, like, do they even want him? Because it doesn't even seem like they. It, I I hate saying I hate saying this out loud, but I've come to accept it. Does is anyone even showing interest in Danny Rick? Even a little bit, even if it's like, oh, he's still on the table, yeah. I don't know. I don't like. Think so. I haven't heard a peep. Yeah, I think it's people are looking to the future at this point. I think honestly, his time in McLaren, they they somehow, although he was the only guy in like the last decade to win for them, they've tanked his like 
stock. Bro, I've never seen a stock driver. drop so astronomically in F1 like Daniel Ricciardo's has this one year at McLaren, and it's not even over yet. Like, last year was a bunch of high notes. Well, one, the McLaren car was actually good. You can't tank the driver because he did... Yes, the start of the season took him a little bit, but it, he was coming from Renault, dog. It, he was learning a whole new, brand new system you of know the car. What? I feel like that, uh, the fact that he would change teams up so quick might have also hurt his uh, chances of getting onto another team, you know? Hey, yeah, I, I guess kind of putting all his eggs in one basket type deal and that didn't work out. Well, not really that. I mean, it was he went to Renault and then he cut cut ship with Renault ASAP as soon as he could to go to McLaren. So, I mean, like we were saying, maybe he could go to Alpine, but that was definitely bridge burned right there. And then, uh, yeah, he goes to McLaren, and then they're ready to drop him like a, like drop it like it's hot, try to get him off the team. He hasn't yeah. been putting up numbers this year. Oscar so. Piastri, we sign you. Oh, Daniel, can you put out this post saying you're committed to us? <sighs> Like, bro, it's cold. <laughs> it's that's that is literally cold hearted, which brings me to my next point. Now that we literally touch on that subject, with the bromance of Yuki and Pierre now broken up, how long was Pierre talking like realistically was talking with Alpine? I mean, like, it's got it's got to be at least a month, you know. I'd imagine they they probably started talking to him as soon as uh. Or maybe he started talking to them as soon as uh, that Oscar Piastri fiasco went down. That is true. I mean, it, it could it could have been the month, but I, I swear we were seeing for the longest time Pierre Gasly coming out with a new statement of, yes, he's committed to AlphaTauri, but he very much wants to grow into another team. Like I, I've, I, think I we... saw that scene all the time. I think everybody knew that. I don't. I don't think that was like a secret. I think that was kind of like openly known knowledge around the grid. So like, I oh, think, sure. I think Alpine capitalized on that. They're like, well, shit, we need a driver, and everyone knows that Pierre does not want to be at AlphaTauri, even though he resigned with them. Like, that could be a no-brainer. That is true. Oh, so do they have to buy him out? Damn, I wonder how much his buyout. Was. Well, I, I gotta say, I'm. I'm sure the Nick. Nick DeVries bargaining chip was able to like either get him out of that one or uh, lower the cost, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, that is true. I mean, Nick DeVries is going to race for damn near every, he's going to be affiliated with damn near every F1 team on the grid. And you know, yeah, he's, he's pretty much driven for, I don't he's, know. Like, he's tested and driven for damn near half the grid already. <laughs> he's everyone's favorite test driver, I guess, but now he's got a real seat. So that's exciting. It is exciting, like especially yes, we all know he started in P eight or P seven for a really good help to like keep him there, but the driving that he he showed on his debut in a in a car he never he wasn't really familiar with coming in super last minute, just jumping and qualifying, like it, it's you know that that's a super good talent that I think that right there, yeah he was being considered a hundred percent. But that I think sealed the deal on teams actually going. Yes, I want you get get like get on my team. So I I think that really locked up his stock. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, dude, he came in there and made waves, and everyone was talking about him. And 
We we can say he made waves that. in a car that doesn't make waves. And and he has points where the real driver on the team doesn't even have points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, you you literally made a full time driver on the lineup the third place driver of your lineup. Like wild, right? It, that that hurts so bad. Which brings me to the point of that hot seat of it potentially being Nico Hulkenberg. Bro, it, the dude's not even sniffed a podium in, like, how many years of racing? He's been around for a minute. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I don't know, we'll see what happens. Over a but, couple of know, teams. Spe- speaking of the Haas seat, I mean, Mick's not really building the case for himself. He had a, a pretty big crash in uh, FP1 yesterday. Yeah, how, what the hell happened there? Like, I know, I obviously know they were on enters and full wets at times. I know it was raining. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really break it down fully for you, but it was like, a, you know, it was raining clearly, and uh, I think he just, you know, bend it somehow. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a young driver, and I don't know, but like, that's definitely not helping him on those contracts, like negotiations. Did you see he Latifi able... totally forget, like, the runoff area and turn? Latifi, yeah, he. He made his own way on the track, so that was I absolute that goat behavior. <laughs> that's a sigma <laughs> male move right there. That's a sigma. That's a five head play right there. Just everyone else is track. following following what everyone's been told, and he's setting his own path. I like it. A, a no, true pioneer yeah. in the sport, you might say. This this track potentially in the wet this weekend could be just absolutely fucking bananas. Honestly. Yeah, I saw I saw that there's like a forty percent chance for rain, and it looks like uh I looked up the weather forecast and it looks like Saturday, which was I guess today. Today is Saturday for them, even though it's yeah. still Friday for us. Uh, it's sunny or cloudy, you know, not rainy. But then uh, Sunday night when they're racing, it should have like a like a chance of raining towards the end of the race. So, yeah, see that that could be. I mean, you know, we all know Ferrari can't even make a freaking like cognitive decision about a tire strategy with perfect weather. So I can't wait to see if, hey, last 15 minutes of the race, we're going to have rain. I can't wait to see teams try to handle this. Hey, hey, hey. They had a good weekend last weekend. I know. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. Let's ride the momentum. You're right. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy about it. They had a good weekend. We've rode them hard all season, dude. Yeah. Phrasing, yeah. <laughs> phrasing. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in a good mood. I'm ready to see what happens. Like, uh, Max Verstappen's probably gonna win the world championship this weekend if he gets first place and fastest lap, which he set the fastest lap in FP3. So, yeah, I'm just saying. And right be... now, Quali has officially started on our time as of recording this right now. Oh man, I'm. I'm definitely excited to watch it. I might have to peek a little bit of that. Oh, I'm I'm, pe- I'm peeking right now. Don't you worry, brother. Uh, as we're I'll... talking about these notes and as we're moving through this race prediction, I will be dropping in some hints. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, let's let's cover some recaps. Like uh, FP1, Alonzo gets fastest. In what a session absolute goat behavior, dude! He gets fourth place in FP3. He's coming in hot this weekend, dude. 
that's what I'm saying. Like he he's very literally with the conditions of what I'm looking at right now, I think for Lan- Fernando Alonso actually could have some serious pace on this track. Dude, and and if it rains at the end of the like if he can hold his position pretty good, like for the race and then it rains oh, at the end. He's the minister of defense, brother. He could sneak a podium if not, you know, uh, I don't want to say a win. Like a sneaky P3? Definitely a sneaky P3. Maybe a sneaky P2 even. Because it looks like the Ferrari boys were struggling out there. In the in the rain especially. I mean, yeah. Un- unfortunately, I mean, name the last good Ferrari race you saw in the rain. Even counting last year. D- I don't know. D- yeah, like, <laughs> you you, we can't find any. And, yeah. you know, it. Th- this is a really weird track. This track kind of reminds me of uh, of Portugal. How it's the, uh, it's got a, um, like elevation changes and like weird embankments and stuff like that throughout the whole track. I, I, I really like this track for that. And did we put this S tier? The Japan track like is super high. I think up there. We, there's no way we didn't S tier this guy. No, like I, we, we had to 100% S tier this. I, it had to be super high up there. Dude, this is gonna be so exciting. It's been so long since I've been here. I know it's been two. I think two, almost three years. I think it's definitely a f- driver's favorite. Oh yeah, I haven't seen one complain about this track at all. Yeah, I know, dude. Oh, dude, it's gonna be so great. And then next race is the one that we're going to Circuit of the Americas. Yes, sir. Uh, Coda. Yeah, dude. The I'm big old Coda. I'm stoked for that. I can't wait to see these cars in like in real life. I, dude, you could probably, like, obviously since we've never been, you could probably feel them. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Like, that shit, like, that shit, it, I'm going to be like that that uh, that weird chick from Ricky Bobby. I could feel it. The motors. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, nah, dude. And then we move into FP2, and, dude, we see the Mercedes locking out F- P1 and P2. What, what What is that about? They just absolutely just... Out of nowhere, well, actually, you know what? Never mind. Take that back. They totally sandbagged FP1, and then and then actually showed <laughs> like real pace FP2. Everyone else was sandbagging FP2 because then FP3 comes and they're six and seven. Yeah, that is true. Hey, maybe you're right. Yeah, but FP3 is everyone's just running full quality sims, like all yeah. push laps, just getting ready. So like, yeah. I, I I can I can see I can see the the eagerness there but i i don't know maybe over the the race time the mercedes actually favor really well on this track which i think they do yeah uh we'll see i mean they've been super competitive as of late like the last few races like i think if anything if you're a mercedes fan you should definitely be excited about next season oh yeah i mean the well one just imagine if you started with the same pace you did mid-season this season at the beginning of the season if you didn't have to figure it out the first five six races you know like that they salvaged the season big time they still have a realistic chance to get p2 in this and getting p2 in this the card that they started with would be i I would consider that an astronomical w that's a massive win yeah for sure. I mean, honestly, if they want to get that, they really have to hope that Ferrari screws up because Ferrari's car is definitely the better of those. But oh, I, I don't agree. Know. It's it's not out of the realm of possibilities, honestly. Especially in the wet, I feel like, uh, man, honestly, 
George Russell's been on some sus shit lately with his racecraft. Dude, it's almost it's almost like he he's getting that Benjamin Button disease of the brain of just like the dude. Oh, I've gave him plenty of space, brother. He had eighty percent of the track when he George, hit. You turned into him, bro. <laughs> I, I'm glad his engineer straight up corrected him like on the spot. It's like like saying that because he's like, I don't know what happened there. You know, I gave him plenty. He tried of space. to hit him with the Hamilton line, but Hamilton's. Uh, I don't know, man. Only he can get away with it. Only Hamilton can Hamilton. And it's because he's freaking great, and it's probably not his fault if that should happen. Granted, okay, with Max, there were some definitely some getting the elbows out, but you kind of have to do that with Max. I mean, you have to. You Literally, everybody under the sun or anybody that's watched a freaking five-minute clip of Drive to Survive knows that Max Verstappen is the hardest racer on the grid. And he will bully like, the shit out of you if you let him. Dude, it, it, it's literally that. He will literally bully the shit out of you if you let him. So simply don't let him. That like yeah. that that's the racing craft you have to do. But you know, George literally just like he just dumbed out. He dumbed out sometimes, the last weekend. I feel like sometimes he just gets in his own little world, his own little bubble, and just does not know what the hell's going on around him. <laughs> He's like, oh, Dude, I'm in a Mercedes, so fucking... I'm fast. Bro, and he thinks he's like, don't get me wrong, I, I I, know he's a PR dream. He very, very much is like the model F1 driver, whatever that you want to like be or, you know, how you want to speak or how you want. I get it, but not... everybody sees through nice guy George. <laughs> like, you don't have to... <laughs> I, I don't know what he was doing there. I gave him the space. Come, come on, George. Come on, bro. You are like, not Lewis Hamilton. Like you, you can't, you can't keep getting away with this. Like it's. I, not... Honestly, I honestly wish he would lean more into his villain side. Dude, right? I'm here for that type of shit. As you know, I'm a fan of like the heel and. Oh yeah, uh, you UFC. want the villain arc? I love the villains. Like, yeah, I want all the smoke. I want the guy that's talking the most shit. Like. I need That's that. Why... And honestly, F1 doesn't really have someone like that. People try to paint Max Verstappen as that kind of guy, but I feel like he's just honestly See, dude. Kimmy was that guy, but not in like a rude villain way, as in, I don't give a shit, a I just want to race. Yeah, like, that, that, that was Kimmy. So, like, it wasn't a villain arc. I guess, uh, man, who would you... Man, who, who would be a villain arc? I guess... I guess... Michael Schumacher was a little bit of he had a little bit of a villain arc. Nicky Lauda in his prime had a yeah, little bit of a villain him, arc. Uh, Aerith and Senna, all the great, all the super great ones had a little bit of a villain arc. I mean, ooh, ooh, I'll tell you, Nico Rosberg, he he was a, oh definitely, you know, wait, Nico you're talking Rosberg. about the 2016 world champion Nico Rosberg that beat Lewis Hamilton equal machinery? That I Nico am Rosberg? talking about the 2016 F1 champion Nico Rosberg that beat Lewis Hamilton in equal machinery. That's the exact one I'm talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. He, he definitely was on some villain shit. <laughs> but honestly, all right, enough of this. Like, we've been having a good time talking about this. I kind of I want to go watch this uh, qualifying, and I want to get these race predictions out I'm here. I'm peeping so. right now. Yeah, I know you're peeping. I need to get to my TV though to watch this thing. No, uh, you're right. But here we go. All right, race predictions. We got, you know, Suzuka. 
it's a fast circuit. Um, yes, super fast. A lot of chicanes, and they have two main straights, but a lot of these are super fast cornering. The majority of the track is cornering. I think so far it's been proven that the Red Bull is very fast on this track. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think it, I, I would argue the Red Bulls and the Alphataris will have a pretty decent weekend this weekend. I think Max is going to seal the deal here this weekend and win it, win the 2022 championship. I think he's getting first place and fastest lap. I agree. I mean, yeah, that, especially after he, he he wants to clean up what happened last weekend. That's that's not Max Verstappen that we know. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like all the all the hype going into this weekend, like it's like the story's writing itself. Man, it's perfect layup for him to just dunk that and just, you know, get this championship. He gets rid of the controversy of last year that all these all the doubters are saying didn't deserve it. Now he's won it. And yeah. Yeah, which is a shame it. because the ruling from the FIA still hasn't come out on the budget issues. So if he gets mm. crowned champion and then that news comes out, what happens? I'm not saying I'm saying anything. And you're obviously not saying he's the champion by all means. You don't score 300 something points by yourself by accident. So like it, it, it's it's obviously a championship. But dude, I mean, come on. How, how hard is it to look at an Excel sheet saying, oh, that number is bigger. Like it, it, it's we, we we should like, you know. Like I, I don't I don't understand well, why it's taking that long. I don't think it's I don't think it's that easy because a lot of these teams have multiple like other subsidiary companies that they have. That, oh, that's fair, um, yeah. It it's it gets deep, all right. I, they they're not playing with child's money over here, dude. This is you know the the pinnacle of motorsport, as they say. Okay, so, Michael Massey. I'm just the armchair guy. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're probably you're you're 100 I mean, right. You're 100 right. I'm not Michael Massey. I'm not Michael Massey. But yeah, I think I think Max wins it. I think uh, uh, I don't think Checo does as well as he did. I last think he week. struggles a little bit. Yeah, I think he's a solid I P4, P5 right now. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I think. Like I said earlier, I'm gonna do my P3 as Alonzo because I think he's gonna get a sneaky, sneaky finish love at it. the end. I do love that. And then P2, I have to go with Charles again. I think he's, uh, I think he's got it in him. So, I, I mean, he's proven it. But go ahead. Mathematically, with Charles getting second, does Charles like what? What's the setup? I know, like, I doesn't know it's matter. Not, that's oh, it doesn't matter at all. If, so if, if Max wins, wins first and gets the fastest lap, he's it's okay. done deal. No matter okay. what happens. Yeah, no, he's got this in the bag. Yeah. Like yeah. no, you're 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 right. I think Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen is a safe two one. I I a hundred percent agree. I think Charles and Ferrari and Carlos Sainz they want to carry what they did last week into the momentum of today and this weekend and really see if they can connect and put together and start picking up the pieces. Obviously, everybody knows it's way too late to pick up the pieces for anything look, look, right look. now. They they weren't fighting for the title. They just wanted to be competitive this year. So. Oh, now the copium is real. The I copium, mean, that's what they said themselves. I, yeah, I don't agree with that. two races in. I think that was stupid. I think that was stupid of them to say. I think they, I think they honestly – destroyed their season by putting their expectations so low they didn't they didn't actually think they had a shot then when they came out as the favorites they were like 
Uh, what what do we do? Yeah, what um, what do question? Question self sabotage. Yeah, that, they, ready for this? Too much the pressure. power went to their yeah. The power and pressure went to the head. They're like, uh, uh, collapsing under pressure. We're witnessing a breakdown. But yeah, like, I mean, I guess if their real object- objective was to be competitive, you did it. You're second place, so yeah, maybe not, maybe you're third. That. But congrats, I guess. But no, yeah, I think I think Charles is still that guy. I just hope that next year they can figure out some kinks and be more competitive. No, they'll, they'll figure it out next year. Just like I, I think the rest of the team's already pulled the plug on the rest of this year and ha- have already started to focus on next year, which rightfully so. You can only really do so much out of the gate with this car this year. You either got a design right and you can build off of that or you didn't and you had to go back to the drawing board and basically chalk the rest of the season. So it's think- like... You know, on that note, I think Red Bull killed their design. Ferrari nailed their design. They have some tweaks to hammer out. Yeah, they're, 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 they're in the there. they're in the process of just hey, further development. That's and it. then Mercedes started out bad, but they fixed it towards the end. So that's really crazy how they did that. So I think those three teams are honestly all in a pretty solid place for next year. Yeah, the, those three teams are totally totally right. Uh, McLaren got it completely wrong. Um, Haas got it Aston some Martin. way. They're like somewhere in between McLaren and Ferrari. They're somewhere in between. They got it right. They just need to extract it out of it. And then Aston Martin, I mean, just as far as the apple can fall from the tree, that's how far it went. <laughs> like that. It, Williams, we've been saying it for a little bit now. I think Williams nailed part of it. So let's see how see, they can improve for next year. That's the thing, and that's where you were totally right on Williams. At least they got one thing right. That means further, like further, like make that better. They got, they got two things right. Also, go ahead. Dur- durability. Alex Albin. Yeah, that's true. Alex Albin. Alex yeah. Albin and a and a car that can fucking go really fast in a straight line. Like that, those are the two things that he did right. And the rest they can build off of. So it's a good stepping stone for a brand new era. But all right, you gave your top three. Let's see my top three. I like the Alonzo P3, but frankly, I do think because Daniel Ricciardo is driving with nothing to lose and Norris is still doing Lando Norris things with that shitbox of a car, I do think... McLaren is gonna is gonna inch out their wins a little bit more than Alpine, so Alonso will not be in my top three. But okay. I do have Max Verstappen winning with the fastest lap becoming the a two time world champion. I, okay. I do I do have him winning that. Um, Charles Leclerc P three, and I have a Lewis Hamilton P two. Whoa whoa! This guy's losing it, guys. Yo, yo. Break that one down for me. Even though I see Lewis Hamilton at P18 right now on the mediums qualifying. Oh. Yeah, I it's a little rough right now, but he just switched to the softs, so that was just on mediums. But um, I, I don't know. I, I like I, – I just like what I'm seeing a little bit on qualifying that I'm watching now. But, you know – FP2 is really good for Mercedes. They show pace on a track like this. They're faster notoriously in every map we've seen from F1 data analysis. Shout out the boy. Um, every analysis I've seen this year, 
I, the one thing I've noticed is that Mercedes is consistently faster in the corners. Yes, the straightaway, there is two very prevalent straightaways on this track, but they make up all of their time and speed in those corners. So, like, I, I, I'm going to have to give an edge to Mercedes this weekend. So I have Max at first, Lewis Hamilton at second, Charles, Charles at third with, like, you know, a signs of Perez at fourth or fifth. Uh, a McLaren at sixth, both McLarens in double points. You'll have like Alonzo in points at like P8, but like a McLarens will be mixed in there. And then, of course, Midcon will be the lower half of his midness. So, probably like 11th or 12th, maybe even a 13th. So, um, oh, man. that's that's what I'm predicting. That's pretty cold. I mean, I'm I just turned on the qualifying to look. And I see Alonzo P4 still, so no, that that holds up with you, bro. I I like that pick because one, the dude can do it. He he literally is the two time. Like he he's a goat. So I I would not put it past him him squeaking out a P3. Yeah. Uh I think we 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 got our cards on the table, so I'm excited to see what happens. Uh I think yeah, I mean, let's let's watch this uh this this quality, and then we got a good race going on tomorrow. I'm excited because it's actually at night, so I don't have to wake up at freaking five a.m. to watch a race. I know that's so. Uh, I actually like really like that. <laughs> yeah, I can stay up late. I can, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, well, guys, that's been episode forty of the Lockup Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at TLUP. F1. Follow us on Instagram at tlip.f1. Check out our YouTube. Keep showing love on that. Um, Anchor.fm on literally everything. Uh, and yeah. Prestige we're worldwide. Wide, wide, wide. Black leather gloves. All right. See y'all nerds later. We're watching Quali. Have a good night.